Hi, I'm David Ireland, the Wildlife Man. Welcome to another Wildlife Man podcast. I've got an interesting story for you. And it's about my encounters with giant fish. Giant cod, potato cod, and the huge Queensland groper. And what happened with my encounters. David Island has had a long association with one old groper. Gus has featured in many of David's television presentations over the years, and this media exposure greatly contributed to the eventual protection of this species from spearfishing. But let's first talk about these huge fish. Now, the giant cod and groper family, their numbers have really dropped over the years. I've been diving for, gosh, 50 years, and I've seen their numbers really drop down. And the reason is overfishing. These animals are easy to target. And of course, they're very easy to spearfish because they tend to live in the one location. In fact, they may even have a favorite cave. So it was easy for a spear fisherman to knock one off. I was a professional spear fisherman when I was young and I enjoy it. But we never shot those giant cod, those huge groper. We always left them alone. And when I saw a spear fisherman drag one up on the beach, it was just so sad. And why were they taking him for some stupid ego photograph? Here I am with a huge groper. And that's a great shame. Now they spawn in designated areas and how they find where that is, I've got no idea. And you'll get a number of them there spawning. And the young ones, they need the protection and safety of mangrove swamps. And of course, more and more worldwide, mangrove swamps are being destroyed for development. I mean, it's waterfront land. And mangrove swamps are the rainforest where Marine animals get a chance to grow up. That's where the juveniles survive. That's where they get a chance to mature. It is such a wonderful experience swimming with them, especially the potato cod, having little treats in my hand, just little bits of fish. You can actually dance with them and they swim all around you. They're amazing, these big fish, because they don't actually bite their prey. They do have teeth, but only small. They literally gulp them in. They suck them in, if you like. They can suck in a huge volume of water and with that, their prey. A small turtle, an eel, even a giant trevally or a small shark. They can gulp it in and they swallow it whole. So the teeth don't really do that much. They're not like a wobbygong shark that bites and then the, the animal can't get out because all the teeth face backwards. They just simply swallow them whole. A huge mouth. I've had my camera almost in their mouth. You can see all the gill rakers. Just fantastic footage. One of the encounters we had was the Navy Pier in Western Australia. A strange place. I don't think I've ever been anywhere in my life where I've dived under a pier and seen the diversity of life under the Navy Pier in West Australia. We did some diving there during the day and also at night. There were grey nurse sharks there. 
and amazing sea stars and sponges and such a huge variety of fish. But the Navy Pier has got a reputation, a reputation that's rather interesting because it is the home to a huge Queensland groper. This guy is massive. And he has been known to be territorial. In fact, he has attacked a few divers. One of them, he, he grabbed hold of him and lost his mask. Shook him. He's a bit dangerous, this fella. I was so keen to get footage of him and to see if I could have a quiet encounter. My life I've worked with such a huge diversity of animals. And one thing I've learned, if you move really slowly and really gently, very carefully, you can get in the aura of an animal. And I've done it many, many times. Even with giant cuttlefish or sharks or whatever. But fast movement upsets them. Even with snakes. If I pick up a snake, I do it very, very calmly and very quietly and very slow. Never any fast movements. Fast movements frighten animals. They feel threatened. And I had worked with giant groper before, but this guy was a monster. The problem I had, I did not have my professional cameraman. A girl volunteered to do some filming of me with this monster, this huge groper. But she was only an advanced diver and not much experience. So I gave him my camera, showed her how to work it, and off we went. And we dived down under the Navy Pier. We saw that giant groper very, very quickly. It was up amongst the scaffolding of the pier. So I settled down on my knees on the seabed, and my camera lady is only maybe... 10 feet away with my camera. And the groper comes, and he comes right up to me. He is massive. He's got a head like this. His body must be eight feet or more. He's this thick through the body. He is a whopper. Great big eyes, but no threat. And I very gently placed my hands under his lower jaw really quietly and we're just looking at each other face to face and the footage is insane but my young assistant is nervous and when divers get nervous on scuba they tend to breathe off the top of their lungs in other words they fill their lungs up and they just breathe shallow breaths like this so their lungs are nearly full all the time what happens is it changes their buoyancy. And I think she still had some air in the buoyancy vest as well. So she starts floating up. All she has to do is to exhale, breathe normally, and let the air out of the buoyancy vest so she can sit on the bottom. And she starts floating up. And I was concerned because she's kicking and mucking around, stirring up the sand, and I thought, that groper might have a go at her. He might feel that she's being aggressive or whatever. So I indicated down. 
get down on the bottom. And she didn't. And I guess I should have just called it off. But she kept mucking around, moving up, floating, and I'm saying, get down, get down. And I took my attention off that griper. So instead of me just being really calm, looking straight into the eyes of this fish, I'm doing this. Get down, get down. And the griper gets upset. He feels threatened. Dorsal fins come up. And then, boom! He hits me with tremendous force. His jaws actually clamp around my chest for a split second. I gave him a bit of a punch. It was like being hit by a truck. This thing must weigh seven, eight hundred pounds or more. You can imagine the force. The tail is this wide, so when he moves forward, he's coming in really quickly, and he hit me. Boom! Wow! It took the wind out of me, I promise. So we aborted the dive. Now, after that encounter with that huge fish, which was my fault, not his, my ribs were so sore. Ah, oh, they went bruised black. I remember the force of that animal. Wow, what a fantastic creature. What a wonderful predator. And what a great experience. It was a sad ending, really, because I was getting some great footage initially. But I really worry about these giant groper, Goliath groper, Queensland groper, giant cod, whatever you want to call them. They are so precious. I'm happy to say that charter fishing boats all around Australia, they never target these fish. They don't catch them. And they're ethical. In fact, so many... <coughs> I'm happy to say now, especially in Australia, charter fishing boats don't target these giant groper. In fact, more and more, the fishing industry has been tag and release and only take what you can eat. But they don't target the giant groper anymore, which I'm very pleased about. But we still have a problem here in Australia with mangroves. We are still taking over precious mangroves. And that's a big problem for these huge fish and many, many other marine animals. I'm happy to promote any charter fishing vessels that do ethical fishing. Even do a podcast with them if they want. But I hope, I hope some of you get a chance to learn scuba diving. And I hope some of you have the experience that I've had and dive and see and film, photograph, experience being in the water with a giant groper. Then what David has been searching for arose. A huge giant cod, two or more hundred pounds in weight, returns to its lair. Locally named the potato cod, after the potato-sized blotches on its body. 
This huge fish is greatly interested in David. It follows him into open water. David flaps a gloved hand. This stimulates the fish. And an underwater ballet begins. Potato cod, like most grabbers, ambush their prey, waiting behind coral or hiding in caves until something tasty swims by. With a quick lunge, the cod will grab the unsuspecting fish. The potato cod's head and mouth are so large, it can pull in its prey in one huge gulp. Unfortunately, large cod are solitary fishes, and generally inhabit one cave for long periods of time, sometimes years. This behaviour and the fish's relatively slow growth rate means they are particularly vulnerable to overfishing. Over the years, I've seen many reefs become totally devoid of these powerful creatures. Most fall victim to the shark fishermen's lines. Unless shark fishing stops, these magnificent fish will become extinct in Australian waters. Sadly, I know if I come back here in five or ten years' time, this playful giant will be gone. So, if you enjoy, please subscribe. Please share, like and ring that notification button so you never miss a new story being published. And remember, all my films are available streaming on demand from Vimeo. So that's it from me till next week. I am your wildlife manager.